Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Short Story with the Steinekers. Um, I believe my brother Nathan has a short story to share with us this morning. Um, Which do you? I do indeed. Short story might be slightly stretching the definition of short, but um, it is a story. Um, it's, it's one that I read uh, a while ago and it's actually one of the books that got me back into reading. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't been reading that much, um, but I just loved the way that the author, who's Michael Michael Lewis, wrote the book. And it is a proper story, so it's called Boomerang, and it's basically investigating the 2008 crash, but from various different countries. So you've got Iceland, Ireland, the US, um, and Germany, and there might be there might be one other one I've that I've missed. Um, Australia? <laughs> was it Australia? I don't know. Just it's the boomerang, um, just sort of, you know. <laughs> I missed that. Very good. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't remember the final, um, the final country, but yeah, it's, it's a really, and, and Michael Lewis, for people who don't know, he's written a few really good books, uh, Money, Moneyball, um, which is the, the, they made it into a film as well, and The Big Short. Um, and I think a, a couple of a couple of other ones as well. So he's a, he's a very very good good author and, and really engaging books. Um, but he essentially travelled to each of the these different countries and just the perspectives that he was able to gain from from people in terms of what sort of mentality. Oh, it was Greece. That was the other one. Um, what sort of mentality led to the to the crash? So, for example, Iceland um, had. I mean, the way that he frames it is it was an island fisherman who decided to be investment bankers um, and everyone, because they thought uh, that Icelandic people are fairly calm and, and kind of sensible people. They just invested a load of <laughs> a load of money into it as well until they realized what was what was going on. But the, the way that he frames the, the stories is very funny. But I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to discuss it is that although it, it, the crash happened across everywhere it was it's quite different between the different countries what what exactly happened but a lot of it revolved around obviously greed um but also this um this idea of almost everyone piling on so a lot of the things that happened in the u.s were people wanting to buy houses and they they got really low mortgage rates obviously and were able to buy buy a load but but just the lengths that people were going without thinking mm, this doesn't feel <laughs> this doesn't feel quite quite right and obviously I was I don't know how old I was at the time probably 12 maybe um at the time of no I lie um I was what was I well it was 2008 the crash wasn't it yeah 2008 so I would have been I think I was 17 yeah so I was about 14 15 um but I, re- I remember certain things ar- around it and, and just the way that it all, it all unfolded. Um, and then in his in his other book, The Big Short, he goes into more of the US and, and what what actually happened there. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting story in terms of different cultures and the way that they they dealt with um, they dealt with things. Have you have you read the read the book? Or? No, I mean I think I feel like you recommended me to read it um, and. It was at a time in my life where I was just like, I just don't want to read like 
things like that. But anyway, yeah. I think I think I would find it I would find it interesting. Now, um, I've watched The Big Short, which I, which I found like really interesting, and yeah. um, it's a really good film actually. Uh, definitely mm. definitely recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think he. Um, I mean, it's just so fascinating. Like just the whole, I guess the whole crash and everything, and um, in a way, like yeah, I'd be interested to hear like. I don't know if you could briefly break down all the different countries and the way that they sort of dealt with mm. it. Um, I can try it. I'll try my, my very best. Yeah, just um, stretch your memory and and, and concern. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been a while. But so I think ice, the thing with Iceland was that, as you said, fishermen to investment bankers. So, um, but but I think Iceland was one of the worst countries hit, actually, when, when it all sort of un, unraveled. And... Um, a lot of people were buying um, foreign currencies because the exchange rate between the Icelandic krona and the and the other currencies, even in, in Europe and everything, was so good. So they ended up when the krona crashed, they were holding all this um, all this foreign foreign cash, but they couldn't trade it in for Icelandic krona because it was so weak. So they would have lo- lost like a load of money. But I guess from a from a mentality perspective, that. And and this is the way that Eve frames it. Um, and I do know a couple of Icelandic people, but but not enough to make sweeping generalizations. <laughs> um, but they just decided to go back to being fishermen. Basically, is is how they've um, they've sort of dealt with it. So it was a bit of like a almost a midlife crisis. I think you can mm. you can say. And then they just went back went back to what they were buying doing. Motor, buying motorbikes, becoming investment bankers, sort of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that. that. <laughs> Um, the thrill of becoming then, investment banker. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I think Greece, Greece was quite interesting, which was also another one of the countries that was really badly hit. Um, I think they sort of had, um, well, part of the part of the problem that they have is that a lot of the work that people do in Greece, and this is a sweeping generalization, so for any Greeks listening please take this with it with a grain of salt um, but a lot of the the work that is done in Greece isn't actually taxed the salaries aren't aren't taxed and there are lots of ways that people kind of avoid um avoid paying paying tax on different things so part of the problem was that the government actually didn't have enough funds to sort of support the the banks that that fold uh, that folded um and whereas in in the US the government was able to sort of help them sort of stay stay afloat a bit more um but they i think they're still kind of recovering in in a lot of ways from from that crash mm. and they they were very badly badly hit mm. um i think the the germans dealt with it in in sort of the the german the german way um, <laughs> if i can um if i can say that i think they're a bit and then they're doing very very well i think at the at the moment and you know just in terms of ec- economically mm. um and then the, um, I mean, one interesting thing about the Irish is that this is just one that I that I remember from the story is that um, a load of the people who kind of came over after the crash, um, a lot of people lost their jobs, and and there were a lot of people based from from Eastern Europe, and they all sort of parked at the airport and left their cars. So Ireland actually had a huge problem at, at Dublin Airport in terms of there were loads of cars <laughs> parked there that no no one was ever gonna 
was ever going to pick up or pay for or, or whatever. So they had to <laughs> deal with that. That's just a small anecdote I remember. Um, and then the US, obviously, it's kind of broken down more in, in the big short. But um, yeah, I think I think a lot of it more in the US was, was revolved around mortgages and people over uh, in uh, trying to borrow more than they could actually could actually afford. Mm. Which I think is is quite a I mean, you, you always think of these things with hindsight, like, oh, that, that was way too good to be to be true. But I think in the moment, you can kind of see how people could could have thought that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, from a selfish perspective, like if someone's offering you a really good rate for a mortgage, you, chances are you're gonna you're gonna yeah. take it and not, not think twice. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. were you know people... any questions like because you just don't you, like you don't yeah. want it to be not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I mean, one of the scenes in the big short I remember is, um, I think they went to a strip club and the strippers owned like four houses and had six cars or, or whatever. So people mm. kind of going probably above above and beyond their their means. Mm. Um, mm. But I think, I mean, the I guess the there's different different takes on it, but um, you sort of worry that people won't. That people won't learn mm. from the mistakes that were made mm. um, in in that time, and I think I think that's one of the kind of worrying things. And I'm sure you will mm. um, be of the opinion that people <laughs> that people haven't haven't learned um, mm. from from the mistakes made. Yeah, well, I, 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 just to share a um, an Irish story from that, I, I remember during I think it was 2008, the Euros were on. I think they were on in Poland. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, so obviously Ireland had just received this huge bailout from the EU after the crash. Um, like, you know, there was this whole debate as to whether they were going to bail people out and all of that. But Ireland, like, got quite a substantial sum of, sum of money. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the Irish football fans, like, at the Euros, like, um, one of their chants was... Uh, Mer- Merkel thinks we're working. Merkel thinks we're working. <laughs> so Angela Merkel thinks we're working. Um, and yeah. um, I guess I mean that kind of demonstrates the point that you just made is that mm. people are just like I guess you know they just don't care in a way. Like as yeah. long as as long as people can get their bailout and they can get you know whatever, like mm. life just seems to continue at this like weird mad rate like that that just doesn't really stop. You know. And I, yeah. I think that's kind of, I guess, the interesting. I mean, the interesting thing is, like, in, in one way, you know, you look at, like, capitalism and you think about, like, um, the... Actually, you know, it, it, for, pe- for people, like, people who, who don't have high... Like you were saying, who, do, who don't have high-paying jobs and, and um, who, who don't have uh, what they need, like, actually, you know, being able to get a mortgage is like an amazing thing like it and it actually bridges a lot of gaps that that would never have been possible in in society before like that people would never have been able to own houses in 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 jobs that are um like that um so that's that's on the one hand an amazing thing but but also i guess the thing is you know you look at um you kind of come back to it and you look at the people who came out on top and like you, you think about the big short, for example, and like actually, you know, the rich people just 
just stayed rich at the end of the day. And it's always the poor who who end up paying for 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 the the, the fragile kind of state of what of what we have in capitalism. Like it's the kind of and and just even the fact like looking at the big short like uh watch, watching that film just thinking like wow it's like it's so much more fragile than like we really mm. do you know what i mean like the the balance of like between chaos and like order is mm. it's just like it's it's just millimeters you know it's, it's just sort of mm. um and one thing can just tip it and it and it just totally goes crazy and, yeah. and it's just i guess even kind of thinking about um you know sorry to mention covid again but you know just thinking about covid like remember my izzy and i we went for a walk and in a park in the park and we were just thinking it's just amazing like how this tiny tiny like virus that you can't even mm. see like can totally tear down like everything that we've built up and all of these mm. kind of societal norms and even like even like hugging people or or, or mm. that have gone back like centuries and centuries like those things can like be brought into question by just a small thing, and I, I, I guess that's that. That was the interesting thing about about watching that um, was just, um, yeah, just the fragility of everything. But in a way that the mm. people who have enough can always buy themselves out of it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And I think I, I know I'm probably slightly more right right leaning politically than than you are, and I guess that's part of my concern probably like because everything is quite fragile the any small change that we make can really significantly impact the structure that we mm. that we have in place which i mean some things are, are good to to change and and need need changing um but but it is true because we live in such a global world now any small change to mm. to something can really affect not just your country but some country halfway across across the world as well mm. um but yeah i mean to your to your point we, we could be at the moment sitting on something that um will collapse in in a year or or whatever and then we'll find out all about I'm sure it will be slightly different to what happened in 2008 but probably the the underlying things will will still i guess remain mm. um I guess one of the interesting things about Big Short was about the rating agencies who were actually rating the um, the <laughs> these these kind of tranches of um, of uh, I, I forget I forget what they call well essentially the stocks um, who were, who were rating them and they were kind of in on it as quote unquote and they're meant to be the people who are sort of regulating and ensuring that the in <laughs> investors are getting what they what they want so yeah i mean when when the people regulating the the system and i'm not, i'm no expert in in terms of finance and the regulations and everything like that but i think when the people regulating ensuring that you're offering your clients and your investor a fair deal a, a kind of in on the act as well then you, then you probably have a big a big problem mm-hmm. and i guess that you know that that that's part of the problem isn't it that like actually if you can make money out of just approving of things sorry <laughs> i just paused the recording <laughs> i guess uh yeah that's part of the problem is like if you can make money out of or gain capital or whatever it is out of like regulating things like that's 
it's just not good news. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it. Um, remember, so we watched this uh, thing called Seaspiracy, uh, which I, I I don't really recommend anyone to watch. It's kind of like oh, it's just like horrific. But you just kind of think about the. And I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't like looked up all the fact checking of it and all of that. But but you think about the the regulators of like tuna, for example, and like they get money for every stamp that's on like a, a tin, do you know, or whatever. And so like like sustainable kind of oh, this is sustainable. Um, and uh, you just kind of think if if that if those people are receiving money for every like per per stamp that they can stamp like that's just it's just just doesn't seem like a good way of doing it i don't know but um yeah 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 like an incentive what what's driving people to yeah to make their decisions i guess well yeah well then how can you like if you if i guess how can you trust something that is built on that i don't know but that's just something that Mm. i always question is um yeah yeah um yeah, I think it's it's tricky to it's tricky to um, speak about like even me speaking about the two thousand eight crash. I re- I really you know I've I've done a bit of research, but I don't know loads. Mm-hmm. So it's tricky to make kind of judgments on what what actually happened. But from a purely kind of high level perspective, um, yeah, I think I think it's it's difficult. But I guess this this book Boomerang was more about the people that he. Mm. that he met and the different cultures and the way that they um well the way that they got involved eh, in the crash but also dealt dealt with after so a really fascinating book though yeah and uh, he's a, he's a really great great author i think he writes really really well mm. no it sounds really interesting i should definitely give it a read um yeah and and sorry we didn't get much into like the personalities and the cultures and things i i think you know whenever you bring up something to do with capitalism you just know where i'm gonna go with it i, I think that's yeah. <laughs> and that's the real issue you know? i think maybe i just need to get over it <laughs> we need someone to regulate you <laughs> yeah just pay someone to regulate me and then you know it'll be fine <laughs> all right well thank you very much nathan and thank you everyone for listening um and also we would just want to say to anyone anyone listening or watching um if you have any stories that you want to recommend nathan and i to discuss um please feel free to to comment them or to um or to get in touch with us um and we'd love to we'd love to yeah hear some stories that maybe we, we don't know yet so um yeah thank you very much nathan thanks for that conversation and um yeah take care everyone thank you